Progressive protects more than just your home and car. You could save when you bundle your motorcycles, ATVs, boats, and RVs. Doesn't that sound good? Like the sound of the wind in the trees as your RV sits parked in the forest. Is that the call of the majestic owl? And there's the sound of a tree branch crashing into the roof of your RV. Oof, I guess their nest was in that branch. But you know what does sound good? You're covered with Progressive. So bundle all your vehicles and home in one place and save with the multi-policy discount. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pop Culture University podcast, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I am your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like. You're so welcome. If it's not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. So the podcast is still called Patty Pop Culture Podcast on these streaming services. And I don't know why. Like, I'm texting the podcast company. I'm like, hey, can you change it? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just don't change it. But like my podcast identifies as the pop culture university podcast just on the outside it says patty pop culture so we should just respect the pop culture university name i would like to um disclaimer you guys that you should be gentle to your loved ones today because it's a hard day for a lot of people and that is because bts has announced they are going on an indefinite hiatus for them to explore solo careers and individual projects which basically means if we're more successful solo we're we're never getting back together and if we're not then we might what's probably going to happen is a few members will be successful solo others won't and they'll never get back together so unfortunately bts fandom i don't know this might be the end for them today pride month is not going the best for me because i've been hate crime twice today i was in target just minding my own business thought walking through the aisles getting a protein bar because i was like on my way to the gym or something and and hatred hit me like a ton of bricks because when i came out the target bathroom i saw these little kids see me and go like and start laughing as if my appearance warranted such a dramatic response and i'm like what are they laughing at and then i looked to them and this little girl's like excusing her brother for laughing so hard at me and she goes, I'm so sorry, we really like your shirt. And then after she says that, he goes, ha, gay about my shirt. It was a little fat black kid who just starts laughing his ass off at how gay I look. And first of all, I don't even look that gay. I was wearing hoochie daddy shorts. So like five inch inseam, but that is my birthright. It is hoochie daddy summer. My thighs, quads, I've been working at them at the gym. And I'm wearing like a tight muscle shirt. So I don't like that gay. And I don't know. Has he never seen a gay person before? Y'all act like you've never seen a gay person before. Anyway, that's what happened to me in Target. I thought it was hilarious. I didn't say anything. I just laughed and walked away. But his parents really need to like get on that. Anyway, today's topics, we're going to talk about Lizzo being canceled for a slur she said in her song. And then we're going to talk about the rumors that Zendaya is pregnant and the fact that Post Malone actually did have a kid. We're going to talk about Britney Spears' wedding update with her ex-husband breaking in and her firing people who let that happen and then we're going to talk about the new squid games reality series on netflix because it is crazy and i want to tell you guys about it but before we do that if you can just rate this podcast five star on spotify and apple Podcasts, leave a cute little review you're already here you may as well do so i love reading the reviews screenshot it post on your instagram story and tag me and i will hit you up in your dms let everyone know what amazing podcast you're listening to and yeah let's get into it welcome to pop culture university 
Take your seats. You can't fuck again, bro. That's my girl, we codependent. If she with it, then I'm with it. Yeah, we tussle, mind your business. So, 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 That's my girl, we CEOs and dancing like a sea ho. We about to throw them bows. Let's fuck it up. Where my girls, where my girls So the song you just heard is called Girl by Lizzo. She's on a roll right now. I'm so happy for her. Her last two singles have been great. And this single was projected to do good as well until it was hit with a scandal. A really problematic scandal as well. So she was called out for using an ableist slur. The slur, I'm just going to say it right now. Never again. Just for educational purposes. She said the slur spaz. We've probably all heard that word spaz before. People, you know, if they're acting a little crazy or too high energy or annoying, we say, gosh, you're being a spaz, calm down. And it was very normalized probably in all of our lives. But apparently, spaz is an ableist slur because a spasm is something that someone with a disability could have as a consequence of their disability. And every day of their life, they deal with spazzes and they would just prefer people to not use that word if it's not in the serious context of what it's used for. And I completely agree. And we should respect that. So the lyrics of the song say, hold my bag. Do you see this shit? I'm a spaz. I'm about to knock somebody out. Yo, we're my best friend. She's the only one I know to talk me off the deep end. It seems like there was no malintent there. Of course, Lizzo didn't wake up and choose violence and want to offend a whole community with the song lyric. But right after she released it, and I'm talking minutes after, tweets started pouring in trends, news headlines, that Lizzo was being called out for using an ableist slur. And someone on Twitter, that this tweet has over 10,000 likes, it says, Hey, at Lizzo, my disability, cerebral palsy, is literally classified as a spastic diplegia where spasticity refers to unending painful tightness in my legs. Your new song makes me pretty angry and sad. Spaz doesn't mean freaked out or crazy. It's an ableist search 2022. Do better. Yeah, she boldly said to Lizzo, do better. Someone else on Twitter said, I'm disappointed in Lizzo for using the word spaz on her new song, Girls. There's no excuse for using an ableist insult in a song in 2022. As someone who champions women, plus-size people, and other held others whose society treats poorly lizzo preaches inclusivity and should do better i've never really heard someone throw around that insult to a disabled person as you know an insult i feel like disabled people would use it as an adjective whereas people who are using it in the normalized way would say it in like a noun kind of form like you're being a spaz that's why this mistake was so innocent because we all probably thought along those lines and that's probably what lizzo was thinking as well so lizzo being the hardworking icon she is, ran to the studio and quickly re-recorded it and changed the lyric. So the new lyric says, do you see this shit? Hold me back. I'm about to knock somebody out, yo. So instead of I'm a that, she says, do you see this shit? Hold me back. She did that within a day of this controversy, a quick fix, truly handled it like a pro. And then she put out this statement. It's been brought to my attention that there is a harmful word in my new song, Girls. Let's make one thing clear. I never want to promote derogatory language as a fat black woman in America. I've had many hurtful words used against me, so I understand the power words can have. Whether intentionally or in my case, unintentionally, I'm proud to say there's a new version of girls with a lyric change. This is the result of me listening and taking action. As an influential artist, 
I'm dedicated to being part of the change I've been waiting to see in the world. XOXO Lizzo. Some people were still giving Lizzo hate for it for some reason. And Lizzo was kind of in a tricky situation because it's kind of like when Ellen said, don't brand yourself the nice woman because if you do something that's at all not nice you're going to be hated for and counseled for it so Lizzo's kind of branded herself as this inclusive woman so if she ever does anything that's not perfectly inclusive she's going to be hated for it and completely canceled for it like how could Lizzo not have been aware of that in the first place if she preaches inclusivity but it was an honest mistake and she handled it so well honestly she could have gotten away with it too the disabled community unfortunately does not have the biggest voice to make a lot of noise in the media if they are disrespected so often disrespect goes by without the public caring enough or enough outcry online to change it. Another artist, if they did this, I bet you they wouldn't have even changed it. They probably just would have been like, meh, it will pass in a day and the song will be a hit. I like the lyric. So kudos to Lizzo for even doing something about it. And then the same girl who uh, gave a comment to Lizzo about her cerebral palsy, she commented again on the situation and said, I'm going to cry. Thank you so much for hearing us, Lizzo, and for understanding that this was only ever meant gently and being open to learning. It honestly means the world. You're a true, real ally. I love that. That is so cute. See, it's... This went from, like, bad press to good press. And honestly, this scandal will bring more stream to the song. And I think she deserves it from how well she handled the whole thing. This goes to show not everyone just wants to cancel. Most people want you to learn and are readily open to forgive completely once a tiny change is made. Lizzo is by the people and for the people and we love her. So what can we learn from this? Just because a minority community does not have the most representation or the loudest voice does not mean it is okay or we get a pass to disrespect and discriminate against them. Even if a minority community of the smallest size truly feels that they have been done wrong, we should listen to them and give them just as much respect as other minority communities. We respect all people who are forced to live different lifestyles than us and listen to them fully and try to understand them always. If you think her saying that was not a big deal after hearing all of this, you're a part of the problem. And by the way, I plan on never saying that word again from here on out. Thank you. Britney Spears is telling her security team, you better work, bitch. And they didn't work. And that is why she is firing them. So, of course, Britney Spears' wedding can't go by smoothly. It's not a Britney Spears' wedding with something chaotic happening. And if you do not know, at her wedding that day, her ex-husband, Jason Alexander, who she was married to for only 55 hours, broke into her house and crashed the wedding. And I'm not just talking like got on her porch. He was in her house walking around asking, where's Britney? Where's Britney? Very much Amanda Please vibes. He said, where the fuck is Britney? And then crashed the wedding. He saw Sam in the house. Sam saw him. And the security took like minutes to kick him out. So they weren't doing their job, paroling her, building, making sure no one got in like those nasty pests of family members she has. So she unfortunately fired them and she's getting a whole new team. Thank God. And thankfully she got a three-year restraining order against Jason Alexander and it already went through. So kudos to her for getting rid of all those shitty people who were trying to fuck her over and then we're on to another 
person who's trying to fuck with Britney Spears. Britney Spears must have a curse on her or something. She needs to get cleansed. She needs to go to someone. Teresa Caputo, the Hollywood medium, church. I don't fucking know. She needs to be cleansed. But, and I think Britney would love to get baptized. She would love to, like, get naked and, like, throw herself in that water and, like, flip her hair around after she came out. It'd be fun for her. So she just needs to be cleansed because she has some demons attached to her. Anyway, her brother went on some interview podcast and he lied and said that he was invited to the wedding. (laughs) Her brother Brian said that as if we would believe him. I don't believe anything anyone in that family says at all. They could say the earth is round and I would be like, you know what? Maybe it's flat now that the Spears family said it. So this was what her post said. Because, of course, she called him out on Instagram. She said, and Brian, dot, 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 your podcast interview was so special. Rolling eye emoji. I know you and the family had no bad intentions at all whatsoever, taking all those years away from me. When I wanted to honestly just be a respected individual with a glass of red wine. But like you said in your interview, dot, 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 Brian, because she loves dot, 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 almost as much as she likes emojis. Like she put the wine emoji. I hope when she writes her book, they let her use emojis. She continued. But like you said in your interview, Brian, when asked... By that incredibly kind man, why does your family just let her be? Your response was, she can't even make a dinner reservation. He just said that. What a psychopath. She continued, none of you ever wanted it to end because you all loved telling me what to do and treating me like absolutely nothing. What you said right there to that man in that interview said everything, Brian. You were never invited to my wedding, so why did you even respond? I idolize Britney Spears at this point. She is a empowerment and speak your mind legend. I love how she posts photos of her wedding without her family there. And other celebrities would just leave it at that. They would let you infer that the family was not invited. She goes, no, I'm literally fully saying it on Instagram, Brian, you weren't invited to my wedding. I'm obsessed with her. Everything's been kept secret for 13 years. So the fact that she is free now, she's saying it all in front of everyone. Why the fuck not? Why not expose your family? God, I'm like so in love with her i can't wait to read her book i'm gonna read her book at lightning speed like faster than i even read those passages on the act i'm gonna sub search them give me a quiz after i'm so excited okay so anyway that's the update on that that fucking stupid bitch oh i'm talking about brian by the way of course not Brittany. i would never say that um oh also Brittany and sam have a prenup if you did not know but just that's just another cute little update Brittany's millions are protected sam's workout app is protected and we love that for them let's move on to another story about someone's family we're talking about the zendayas mr and mrs zendaya tom holland and zendaya um there's a big rumor online specifically on twitter i don't know if you looked last night but the uh tweet hashtag zendaya is pregnant was the number one trend so everyone was freaking out everyone was tweeting their reactions to it someone said that they were in walmart and someone screamed Zendaya is pregnant and 12 men fell to their knees in agony that it wasn't them. Someone else said, y'all better chill with that Zendaya pregnant shit for real. LOL. I'll really jump out of this plane right now. Say psych. I'm not even sure where this rumor started from, but it was taking over the internet last night. And it's very well known that she is not pregnant. No source has even hinted at it. Tom and Zendaya have not hinted at it. I think someone was just being annoying and started a rumor. Like I did that one time with the rumor that Kanye West and Jeffree Star were dating, but, you know, I've grown since then. But anyway, total rumor. And by the way, if they were pregnant, Mr. and Miss Zendaya, we all know that Tom would be the one to carry the child. Zendaya is knocking him up. 
imagine a pregnant Spider-Man. I saw a TikTok of someone saying that Tom and Zendaya give off the energy of a queer couple. And I don't even know why, but it just makes sense. I can see it. And I'm obsessed with them. And I'm so jealous of their future baby, but right now that is not the case. Zendaya has another season of Euphoria to get filming. So anyway, speaking of people on drugs like Euphoria, let's talk about Post Malone. So Post Malone, 26-year-old pop, hip-hop, whatever genre he is today, legend, has fully announced to the world that he is an engaged man and that he did, in fact, have a baby girl. And this was a little bit of a shock. He did give like a little bit of a statement last month about that they were expecting, but people did not know how soon this was. So big, big news. Post Malone is a dad now. And on the Howard Stern show, he spilled the beans yesterday. He was talking about how he kissed his little girl to sleep last night and Howard Stern is good. And he said, wait, does your little girl mean your fiance or your baby girl? And he said, oh yeah, my baby girl. Howard Stern is on those celebrities. He He's one of the people who is going to get the scoop no matter what. And then he, Post Malone, went out and said, I'm excited for this next chapter in my life. This is the happiest I've ever been. It's time to take care of my body and my family and friends and spread as much love as we can every day. Congratulations to him. Congratulations. Work so hard, forgot how to vacation. The way that he's not even like on paternity leave, he was like, I'm actually going to drop an album right when my wife or my fiance gives birth. He said, she's giving birth to a baby. I'm giving birth to an album. No paternity leave for him. Let's talk about what he meant by this sentence. It's time to take care of my body. So Post Malone, this kind of surprised me that he was going to be a dad because he didn't seem like he was in that place to be a dad. He's only 26. And he has had kind of a tumultuous last few years with his stability and taking care of himself because... I don't know if you know, but Post Malone definitely deals with addiction. At the beginning of quarantine, like right as COVID was going around, there was also this big like movement online, like hashtag help Post Malone or something or save Post because there was videos of him on a string of concert tours where he was on stage just looking like so fucked up, so drunk. He was couldn't even hold on to the mic stand. He was falling over it with it in his hand. He was like tumbling off stage. His eyes were rolling back in his head. He looked like he was on a few substances for sure. And people were really, really concerned about him. He did open up about not only that time, but many years of his life at this point. And he's talking about how at certain points in his life, he would be drunk all day. He would drink bottles alone, full bottles of vodka. I forgot what mixed drink he said he liked. It was like, I think it was a screwdriver. I hate vodka. I'm the type of person who I will throw up before I get drunk if I drink vodka. My body repulses that. That's not the right word. My body expels that the second it hits my stomach. Anyway, that that's his drink of choice. He would drink full bottles by himself. He said at one point a few years ago, he couldn't even get up off of the floor for weeks. He would be so out of it that he would be on his bathroom floor and be asking for people to help him up but no one was even there he was just imagining them not too long ago he said he would smoke 50 cigarettes a day the most he would smoke is 80 cigarettes a day i don't even know how many packs that is that's crazy he said that last year on the joe rogan podcast that he does not even want to get in shape he was like comfortable with being a little bigger 
and that's fine like of course that's like he's not really obese or anything he's not like destroying his health but he just didn't seem like he was in a place to improve himself so why would post malone like put himself through all this and is he stopping now for his kid he said that he was depressed all of his life and that even back in like middle school he was dealing with depression and he wasn't sure why but he would have the hardest time in school and not getting along with anyone and not knowing why he felt the way he felt and that carried through to his adulthood and he had major problems with anxiety and self-confidence oh my god i read that he said that his face tattoos that i totally used, used to clown i was like why does post malone have those face tattoos they they're so no offense ugly i hate face tattoos why would he permanently do that to himself he would be so cute without them like show your face post you're adorable but apparently he got the face tattoos because he hated his appearance so much he wanted to tattoo himself because he thought it looked cool so instead of looking in the mirror and think he he would only think the word ugly now he would look in the mirror and say oh cool tattoos i like them so it was like a trick to be more confident and now i'm like yes post Malone, i love your face tattoos i'm gonna get them and that's just kind of been his struggle his whole life and why he's kind of turned to alcohol as a vice to help him through that so he said he's getting a lot better now thank god we love him for that congratulations post malone he said that he is not completely sober but he's very responsible he's california sober as they say so is not on the floor too drunk is not smoking all these packs he said he doesn't smoke weed anymore he's quit weed completely because one time two years ago or three years ago or something no five years ago he said five it's five he had a really bad experience with a laced weed that totally changed his perception of drugs and life forever it's a crazy story that i could talk about more but so he's done with that and his fiance is kind of who was responsible for him changing his life so much. He said on the Howard Stern show that there's a girl he met, his fiance, who changed his life and loved him and knew he was more than his addiction. And because of that, she saved his life. And they fell so in love. And at one point, she kind of gave him an ultimatum of like, I, I want to stay with you and have a family with you, but you're fucking up post. I love you, but you're ruining your life right now and you have to get better. And he has gotten better. He said the ultimatum was really hard, but it helped him grow and she saved his life. So he got in better shape for him and his kid. What a great ending. Cause a lot of times it doesn't end like that, like Mac Miller or Amy Winehouse. And the fact that he's like approaching 27 and it could have went a really darker route. Thank God it didn't. And shout out to his fiance who gave him enough love to support him out of his addiction. And let him know that she loves him no matter what and just wants the best for him. That's a great woman to have a kid with. And I'm so happy for him. So what can we learn from this? We should not just see addicts as, you know, selfish low lives and paint the worst picture of them like the media does. We should see them as real people with real struggles that chose a vice to turn to to help them like we all do. We all have vices. Addiction is a disease, too. And they don't always mean to do it, even though there is pain caused and harm done of course they don't mean that they're looking for help from their pain and most likely just want to be loved and that's how they're going to get better like post malone and the understanding and the love he got helped him change so we should give that kind of love to the addicts as well that we know when we can
Red light. Green light. Squid Games has gotten the green light for a season two. The highest viewed, most profiting Netflix show ever, Squid Games, is coming back. But not only that, they're making a Squid Games reality competition show. And it's exactly how it sounds. So Netflix posted a little teaser of clips of Squid Games with the words, the biggest Netflix show ever becomes the biggest reality series ever. 456 players, $4.56 million. The biggest risk is not playing. And yes, 455 people are going to die. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Or am I? Anyway, they are bringing Squid Games to real life. They're going to build dramatic sets do these games that everyone loved in the episode and somehow they're going to eliminate people unfortunately not through killing them but there's going to be one winner left who wins 4.56 million dollars i want to win 4.56 million dollars how is netflix even affording this i thought netflix was going out of business with their whole locking down on no password sharing shit that's so extra that's like i'm telling did you like your fucking little brother telling on you for something like you shared your password how could you they were so extra for that. I hated them for that. I buy my own Netflix because I'm an independent bad bitch who does not need a man. But I'm sorry to all you sugar babies who had your Netflix paid for you. And I know it's expensive, girl. I'm sorry. Netflix is like that broke friend that goes to Europe on spring break and you have no idea how they afforded it. Anyway, you can go to Netflix's Twitter to apply. The casting site says that they want brave, self-punishing souls to compete in harrowing games. First of all, I am not brave or self-punishing. I choose a life of ease and comfort. And that is just not something that I would do. Two adjectives that don't describe me, but I would still apply. They continued and said, here they'll compete in a series of heart-stopping games in order to become the sole survivor and walk away with a life-changing cash prize. So if they say they're not going to kill anyone, but they describe the games as heart-stopping, that makes me feel like they are going to kill someone they continued and said with a fortune up for grabs who will be an ally who will trust you and who will betray you in this ultimate test of character since when was squid games a test of character you literally had to fuck over your best friend and then shoot them in the head if they didn't get the marbles like huh then they finish please note win or lose all players will leave unscathed but if you win you win big boring i want the hunger games it would be a gag if they lied to people and they and like they actually did start killing people once they got there. Like they did in the show. Like they they didn't know they were about to get killed. Just kidding, that would not be funny. And it seems like when like but if you win, you win big. Like what's the downside? They're like, but the good side is if you win, you win. Well, yeah, there's no downside. I just need to win. Unless I'm getting killed. Bitch, I don't know. I would consider putting my life on the line for four point five six million dollars though. Don't lie. You would too. Those odds are pretty good. One in four, 56. That's the best odds I'll ever have in my life for making $4.56 million. I'm kidding. I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm manifesting it. For real though. But you guys, you guys should literally apply for this. Go to squidgamescasting.com. There's a pretty good chance. They have to pick 456 players. That's the biggest cast ever. Normally on competition shows, there's like 20. So I really think you guys should do it. I'm sure you don't have to do that much to apply. Probably just like a 60 second video. Get some good lighting. Get, do, an, do an attention grabber. TikTok should prepare you, y'all, for this. 
You know, you need a hook and it has to be less than 60 seconds. Good luck. May the odds ever be in your favor. I hope to see you on the show. I hope to see you there. I hope we kill each other in the game, bitch. One of us walks away a millionaire. So not only that, but they're doing a season two of the original show, Squid Games. And they've been giving hints about what's going to come in the season two. And they said that the big doll, that gross little doll with the horrible bangs and pigtails and tube socks and horrible orange overalls who laser beamed everyone to death in the beginning. She's getting a boyfriend, apparently. They're going to Bonnie and Clyde this shit. Team Rocket. Slice these slice and dice. Snap necks. Get checks. They're going to be the next it couple. So good for her for getting a boyfriend. She can get a man and I can't. It's just unfair. But anyway, look out for season two. I'm excited. And I know Hong Donyo is going to make a great show again for season two. Then I want to talk about how Scream Queens. Yes, I said Scream Queens. Trigger warning. You might want to sit in your seat if you get a little too excited. But Emma Roberts, who played the irreverent, incomparable legendary Chanel Oberlin said that she wants screen Queens to come back for a season three in an interview to comic book. Emma said, I mean, look, I want screen queen season three. And I think now's the time. Ah! I don't actually know who's in charge of that. Yes or no, but yes, we should make that happen. Screen Queens is always getting teased to have a revival I remember in like 2018 and 2020, people were talking about screen queens might come back and they've been teasing us. They've been edging us. We just want it. Give it to us. Give the gays everything they want. It's pride month. Let me just be clear with you. Screen queens is maybe my favorite show of all time. It was beautiful and girly, but also dark and macabre and scary. It was the best horror comedy I've ever seen. And it just served so much cunt. The fashion in that show was absolutely iconic. It was ahead of its time. It raised a whole generation of gay people. Was it perfect? No. I mean, Leah Michelle was in it. But she was the bad guy. So maybe it was perfect. Sorry if that was a spoiler. But it's been like seven years. And they should bring it back. I actually visited the house that they filmed in. In New Orleans. (laughs) Because I'm insane. And that's just how much of a fan I am. If they do another season, I'm going to audition in it. I, I, I'll, I'll get killed. I don't care. But I think they could really do it good this time. Season two was not the best. However, I feel like they learned from the mistake of season two and they know what the fans want. And Emma Roberts is ready. Emma Roberts is a busy Hollywood actress. And if she wants to go back to one specific show and it's Screen Queens, they should do it. And I know they'll deliver a good season this time and it could really lead to a lot of other seasons so they should bring it back i don't know who has to do what to ryan murphy where but they should do it anyway thank you guys so much for joining me in pop culture university today i hope you enjoyed everything and got some fun information and some shit to talk with your friends i hope you're having a good week so far and are getting shit done working every day to achieve a little more towards your goals And take little steps, because like Jordan Sparks says, one step at a time. There's no need to rush. But every day, do a little bit to get to the life that you want. And I'm sure y'all have been doing that. Like I always say, do something today that the future you will thank you for. Keep working hard this week, because I love you and you're iconic. Do you guys ever say affirmations to yourself? I feel like they're a really good practice. I know they're a little cheesy, and people think you're like crazy for reading a positive reminder to yourself in the morning but 
I love an affirmation. I post them on my private story every day, but I might start doing them on my public one. So this is my one from today. My mind is filled with thoughts of faith, belief, and gratitude. I expect fantastic things to happen to me every day. I love that. And even though if, even if you don't believe it, you brainwash yourself when you say it intentionally or not. So maybe start your day with an affirmation. They've truly been life-changing for me. And that can be like a hack to kickstart you and start brainwashing yourself towards a better future. And, and that's my positivity life hack for the day. But anyway, have an amazing rest of your week. Get ready for the weekend to have some fun. Make sure to rate this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple podcast, rate it. I love the reviews. Screenshot it puts on your Instagram story. Tag me and I'll hit you up. Tell your friends about it. And until next time, I love y'all so much. See you Friday. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. What is up, Astros fans? This is Jeff Balke and my partner, former Astro Jeff Blum from the Believe in Astros podcast to tell you baseball is back and we've got your world champion Houston Astros covered. Every week we go inside the clubhouse, break down the games, discuss the players and give you everything you need to know about the Houston Astros baseball organization with special guests and a few surprises all summer and into the postseason. So tune in to the Believe in Astros podcast that's B-L-E-A-V on Apple, Spotify, YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts, go Astros.